Warning, this podcast was produced by two men who still think that swearing is both big and clever. As a result, it contains quite a lot of it. Therefore, this podcast is not suitable for children, unless they're really fucking cool children. Yes, people, Dave Fenson here with another episode of Pop Collaborate and Listen. First of all, thank you so much for all your feedback on the Take That episode. Uh, glad that you guys were having fun with that. Not a great album, but a fun episode to record. I wonder if we'll have a similar situation this week. Uh, this is a bit of a landmark for us. First episode we ever recorded was Phil Collins, and here we are again, back with uh, his next album, Both Sides. Uh, will we like this? Will we find it terrible? Who knows? Have a listen find out um what else has been going on uh well we're getting ready to record our best ofs the next episodes that come out are gonna be a best of hip-hop for 1993 because it's a good year for hip-hop and a best of 1993 as well uh but this is the final episode of 1993 um took us a while to get through this year but hopefully we'll start whipping through 1994 quite quickly uh what i was going to tell you um might have launched a website davefensum.com go and check that out if you want to see where i'm playing live uh, if you're in brighton on the 26th of november i'm doing uh, the forge mc in the forge club that i helped put together first time i've emceed it so i'm quite excited about that uh, if you're in peacehaven uh, this saturday uh, the 12th of november i'm going to be uh, emceeing that lovely pro lineup there Lots of bits and pieces going on, uh, and I will remind you that my special ADH Dave is now available for free on YouTube. Anyone that wants to leave us a comment is greatly, greatly appreciated. Thumbs up, all that kind of jazz. Uh, it's just, you know, I've just kind of dribbled it out. I've not done any advertising yet. I probably should at some point, but I'm pretty slack and uh, busy. So there we go. Anyway, and guys, I hope you enjoy this episode. We uh, we enjoyed, we had a real blast recording this one, I've got to say. Uh, take it easy, guys, and I'll see you next time. Dave Fensum here with another episode of Pop Collaborate and Listen. As always, I am joined by my good friend, Mr. Chris DeGreer. Hello, everyone. As a great man once said, I have come round full circle. Yes, mate. Yeah, uh, yeah we, we we started uh, we started this podcast. Uh, when did we start this podcast? Uh, t- 2019. 2019, pre-pandemic. Can yeah. you believe it? We started uh, with the one and only Mr. Phil Collins. Yes, that Philly was the C. first uh, episode that we did was on But Seriously. But Seriously. Right. Take your butt seriously. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, which is uh, our third most downloaded episode ever. Yeah. yeah, but seriously, episode. Everyone seems to have a go at that one. I mean, fair enough, it's the first one on there. It we, sounds shit, though, unfortunately. It's, oh, mate, that's the thing. I'm so annoyed that the first the whole first season, when we didn't have the equipment that we have now, it just sounds pony. What we should do is, um, like, you know, like uh, like Phil Collins went back in 2016. Re- like, oh, uh, remastered? Yeah, yeah, remastered them all. We'll just script them and we'll just read it out and try, and, yeah. try and fake the enthusiasm. F- quite. Well, fake. there's going to be a lot in that first uh 
season of faking enthusiasm. Yeah, you can't fake the funk on a nasty dunk. Um, right, so... Um, but so yeah, we are back with Phil Collins. Back with Phil Collins, yeah. So this is his two... Sorry, 2000? It's fucking not. It's his 1993 album, Both Sides. Yes, and this is his fifth solo album, uh, and it is the first one after But Seriously. There was a live album in between, but it's the first album since the one that we covered already. And so we don't need to do an awful lot of kind of what we think about Phil, because we said it all in that episode. Uh, but a quick recap. Yeah, quick recap. Like Phil Collins. Like Phil Collins. Like, we like a bit of Phil Collins. Like, like a bit of Phil Collins. He's got some brilliant tunes. Uh, you know, he's we already said he's probably a bit of a dickhead in person, mm-hmm. but uh, he's got some fantastic songs. Now, one of the key themes that we picked up on fairly heavily mm-hmm. uh, during our But Seriously episode was... Uh, uh, a, a lot of Phil Collins divorce woes. Quite, yes. Um, and we, I mean, I really thought at that point, this that's probably about as as much about that type of thing as you can probably talk about on a mm. pop, pop rock Phil Collins record. Well, we're going to find very different as we go through this album, aren't we? Yeah, I think we're we're going to we're going to learn a couple of learn a couple of things. Yeah, I mean, this exactly. This is written um, kind of. In the midst of his second divorce, it seems to be mm-hmm. the marriage was to Jill Tavelman, and this is a breakup record. But it's it's not uh, looking back so much because I think it's in the middle of it. I think it's still happening as, yeah. at this uh, time of this album. This is a record that Phil has described as his most personal record. He has, yes. Um, He's also said it was it's his favourite album from a songwriting and creative perspective. He said that. Has he now? He has. Okay. And one of the things that we should flag up in, like, right at the start, and I'm sure we'll mention it as we go through, he did everything on this album. He did. Um, you know, previous albums, obviously he's had collaborators, he's had musicians, he's had producers and that mm-hmm. sort of stuff helping him out. This is all Phil. He, all of it. He wrote it, he played all the instruments. Did you say this is all Phil? <laughs> this is all Phil. Right. Uh, it's, it's him doing every single instrument. Um, he also did the bulk of production. He did get someone else in to help out uh, kind yeah. of the final bits, the tweaks at the end. But essentially, he is producer as well. Yeah. So songwriting, song uh, instrument playing, and production, all Phil Collins. It is very fair to say that the buck stops here. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. Yes, exactly. Well, look, I mean, in terms of how it did, mm-hmm. it was. I mean, it didn't get the greatest critical reception on release, although no, there has been some kind of uh, latter-day revisionism of that. Yes, there has, but I think there always seems to be. With any album that doesn't perform particularly well from a big artist, there's always someone who's willing to go to bat for it. Yeah. And so there's there's definitely been some of that since. But yeah, right at the time, it didn't sell particularly well, and it especially didn't sell as well as But Seriously, because that was, as we saw, ridiculously big. Well, let's frame that, actually, because you said it didn't sell particularly well. I mean, in terms of expectations, I mean, it still went straight into number one about six countries. Like uh, France, Germany, England, yeah, Switzerland, yeah. a variety of places. It still went platinum, this record. It did. Took a little bit longer, but yeah. it still went platinum. It peaked at 13 in the US charts. Yes. Which is, you know, I think that was the big, the, the single very much underperformed. Yeah. thing is, it still managed to be, was it with the eighth best-selling record it was, of the year? Of, even though of it was Because where are we in the year? Right, I mean, this was released on the, uh, it got to number one on the 14th of November. Yeah. Um, and it only got to number one for one week in the UK. Okay. Um, and then went back down. Meatloaf went back up to number one for five weeks and through to the end of the year. But it went in at number one. And then in the kind of the six weeks to the end of the year, it was, like you say, the eighth best-selling album 
1993 in the UK, so which it, is something to be yeah, it's I mean, big. It was big in deal. a lot of Vauxhall Cavaliers. Yeah, yeah it sold on the back of Phil Collins' name. Obviously, you know, people were like, oh, I like Phil Collins. I know Phil Collins. I, I, I like what he's done before. I'm buying this album straight away. So that's what happened. Uh, right now, this is a bit of a Top Gear interlude for me, but I oh, just, like, suddenly just started to feel bad because I, I kind of almost said it was in a, Vox, a lot of Vauxhall Cavaliers and quite a... Like, yeah, like, a bit of a derogatory term there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just want to point out that my favourite car that I've ever owned, I had a 1993 Vauxhall Cavalier. Oh, right. Uh, SRI. It was fucking great. I love oh, it. Oh, I see. Yeah, I, yeah. I, yeah. I, it was silver. It had a Decepticon sticker on the back. My, of course it did. It was fucking great. Uh, but yeah, so uh, in terms of the album, it wasn't a flop, but it was it was it performed poorly in comparison to the other albums yeah. and especially but seriously because we saw but seriously was number one for like 13 weeks yeah. um and stayed in the charts for pretty much the rest of the year in 1990 this didn't do as well that said it didn't stop the world tour being one of the biggest no yeah things, actually one of right the biggest there. things in the world huge that tour yeah the, but certainly yeah from a recording yeah. perspective he was moving into different territory indeed he never really hit the heights of but seriously after that time but at least we never saw the Phil. i mean i said well <laughs> i'll caveat this i say we never saw the phil collins hip-hop album we never oh, saw right. phil collins do a hip-hop yeah album. true no there but... is actually a, as we possibly have discussed on this before there is actually a, a phil collins hip-hop album strange shit yeah yeah hip-hop covers of phil collins yeah. songs old dirty bastard turns out to be just this big phil collins fan yeah yeah fine yeah, right there do we go. what you do man Anyway, so um, let's start, as we always do, uh, by looking at the album cover. Well, there's not much to say. It's another in the series of album covers of Phil's face. Yeah, it's a, it's an arty face shot. Yeah. Black and white. Yeah. Uh, this time he's looking directly into the camera rather yeah. than off, off centre. Yeah, you but... can only see half of his face. Yeah. Which is uh, a little bit incongruous. Cause well, for it's both, sides. both sides. Yeah, true. Phil knows what he likes, and it's a, it's an arty close-up of a slaphead. That's what he likes. That's, and it's worked well for him so Pe- far. People, people it. need it. People want it. Fr- from, you know, hello, I must be going through face value, through no jacket required. That's what he has done. Yes. Yeah. His face on the cover and the title to the side. That's it. Here we are. Great right. stuff. So, yeah, there's not anything really to say about this cover. It's another one of a series. Yeah. yeah. I must admit, I do like the fact that when he remastered the albums he took retook the photos uh, of him at that age yeah yeah i do like that i think that was a nice touch it's a good one yeah. it's a good one right okay so we uh, mm-hmm. yeah so the first track on this album uh, this is the first single the title track of sorts it's called this one's called both sides of the story right yes and this was the first single like you say it was october 93 it came out and it only got to number 7 in the charts as a single mm-hmm. um, here we go well i mean oh. This sounds very much like Phil Collins. It really does. In with the drums. We've got a low-key pop rock, inexplicably loud drums. Yes. Uh, I guess this is a little bit like uh, the But Seriously stuff. This could fit on there if you yeah. want to if you put it in there. Those those synths are a strong 80s hangover. Oh, he loves that, though. Yeah. Yeah, he fucking loves his synths. There we are. Here's and Bill. here we are. And, I mean, the whole thing is both sides of the story. Yeah. Is the title. And it's Phil being a centrist dad. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's um, sad, sad stories with a bit of headline gravitas. Soundbite takes on issues, basically. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's all stuff that if you... It, it, it's things that you really... If you hadn't thought about these things as deeply as Phil is thinking, then you may may need to make sure you're still alive. Mm. Do you know what I mean? 
this is this is common sense presented as uh, oh, provocatism. Exactly. I mean, he's he's really coming through from the um, another day in paradise. Yeah. Phil. He's decided that that's working for him, yeah. and he wants to uh, put the focus on some more little kind of things that, that we oh. should really be thinking about. Oh, hang on, mate. We've got verse two, and we've made it literally eight lines into this song before the mention of the divorce comes in, because this is yeah. this is the relationship breakdown verse of this song. It is. Um, Maybe it'll be the only time he talks about it on this album. Right. This song is... I'm guessing it is him having been divorced and um, realising that he's probably not going to come out of it very well. Yeah. He's getting in front of the, the, the narrative and he's going, no, 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 let's hear both sides of the story. It's always important. It's always important to hear both sides because Absolutely. what you're going to hear is that I cheated on my wife twice mm-hmm. with uh, someone that I was in drama school with and was engaged to for a while but never married. And when I went on tour in 1992, I might have cheated twice with her. That's what you're going to hear. But there's two sides to this story. Yeah. And the other side is that the homeless are uh, <laughs> like Phil. Come on, man. He has the balls in in that verse that you just uh, pointed out. He has the balls to put the wife in the narrative of being the one that cheats. Because the line is like, "Oh, um, she cheated on," or uh, you know, the, the, the she says, um, "No, he accuses her of being unfaithful," and she says, "Well, I fell out of love with you." Mm-hmm. Oh, you swapped that round a little bit there, did you, Phil? Wow. Oh, okay. Who knows what goes on behind closed doors? Oh no, absolutely. Uh, but mm, yeah, there's two sides to every story. Every Chris, story. Every point. story. I mean, have you learned nothing? Apparently not. So look, right, musically, it's kind of dark and driving. It's got a bit of tempo. To yeah, it. sure. But it doesn't do that much, does it? No, it doesn't. Um, there are some synth sounds in here that sound disturbingly like bagpipes that I yeah. don't think should be allowed. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it just chugs along. It doesn't go anywhere. I mean, the, the, the fourth verse, I think we should address, which uh, is, that, is the Which one's the fourth one? Uh, white white oh, man turns the corner. Amazing. Right, yeah. Because the, right, the verses are, first one's homeless people, um, you know, it's like, oh, mate, he's just like you and me, but he's had a bad bad mm-hmm. run of luck. Uh, the second verse is about the married couple who are arguing and are going to get split up. Uh, the third verse is about uh, potentially Northern Ireland and mm-hmm. the civil war there, the troubles, and going, well, if you just sit down and talk to each other, this could all be sorted out over a cup of tea, that mm-hmm. sort of shit. But yeah, the fourth verse then, um, let's see if we get but into it. I think he did deal with the troubles in the last one. Oh, mate, uh, Surprising he, to see it still going on. He must have thought he'd done this job, yeah. but no. But fucking... Bastard Northern Irish people kept on going. Uh, but yeah, is this the fourth verse coming up? Oh, here we are. White man turns the corner. Finds himself within a different world. Maybe a little nod to the show The Different World. A ghetto kid. I mean, wow, it. amazing. Mate. This is. This is the worst bit of white saviour patronising. It's incredible. It's it's proper yeah. like it's proper just cross stitch partridge. It's, <laughs> it's, it's such partridge. Oh dear would God! You, would you respect me if I didn't have this gun? gun? Oh, uh, the video for this as well is like it's incredibly po-faced. It, it just uh, it does I mean, what a the, surprise. The, uh, it just does every story straight. It just that's what you're seeing is what you're hearing. And you know when it gets to the the fourth verse, it is. You know, some white guy in a suit and some ghetto kid in quotation marks in kind of a hoodie and uh, low-slung jeans. 
and yeah, it's, oh, it's just cringeworthy. Oh, yeah, yeah. So look, th- there is there is not enough song to support six minutes forty of this. No, I was pretty scared when I saw that they're starting off yeah. with a six and a half, and for a fucking single. Yeah, I mean it's it's worthy, but not in a good way. This is what as. <laughs> And I've got a weird feeling, I may have said this in the first episode, but yeah. it's what Smash Hits would have called boring pop. Okay, yeah. Um, and it's... It, I mean, it, yeah. If it, this is your statement opener, mate, it doesn't bode well. No, no. Um, uh, it, there's... Uh, I, I just, I can't get on with this enough. Um, whenever we did the first album, even in the really overly serious songs, I could at least go, oh, this is quite funny. Mm-hmm. That's that's just a bit. Oh come on, man! Leave it out, mate. Just yeah. just get on with this. Yeah, but the radio edit was still five thirty on this, and he's done six minutes forty on the album version mm-hmm. of. Just get on with this. Yeah, yeah. And I do. I honestly believe that his. You know, both sides of the story shtick. Of course, I mean, if you think if if you're looking for a sound bite, it's a good sound bite. Both sides of the story, but there are some of these that you know. There's not really two sides to this. Yeah, you're not really. Story. Do, you don't need. Two there's sides. no juxtaposition, which is the kind of essential thing you're trying yeah. to do. Uh, you know, uh, yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not having it. Anyway, no. 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 Uh, so let's. Not very good. Track no. number two is called "Can't Turn Back the Years." Exactly. And I was going into this. We didn't even say at the start. What was your thoughts going into this? Like, what did you expect? I liked bits of about seriously, mm-hmm. and I guess I kind of. I think I was probably expecting more of the same. Yeah, really. me too. Me too. That's exactly what I was thinking. Uh, I thought I was going to be lots of horns again. It was yeah. uh, lots of just big, slightly forty percent dull pop tunes. Yeah, uh, but you know, for, fair enough. We kicked off with that one, and mm-hmm. it's it's upbeat. It's got big drums forefront. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking he's not got there yet for me. He's not nah. got there. So I'm going. Nah, nah. Fucking come on. Track yeah. number two. Let's have a banger. Let's have a fucking banger. Oh, no. Jesus, what? So it's a plinky, sad song. I wonder what it's about. What do you think it's about, Krista? Oh, is it about? Is it about Northern Ireland? Is it about the homeless? No, no. no. Is it about a failed relationship? Well, it's funny <laughs> you should say that. <laughs> and we got the uh, we got a very plaintive vocal from your boy Collins coming in about now. Yeah. Uh, okay. I mean, he's very sad. He does sound it. Look, this synth that's going in here. I, I hate it, mate. It's like a fucking cat looking for attention. I, I absolutely detest the sound. I don't know where he's found this sound on. Mate. Where is the setting for this? He's found it right at the wrong end of a keyboard. Honest to God, that's the kind of setting that you only find when you've been up until five o'clock in the morning going. Why is she gone? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I reckon he's cried enough into the electronics on the keyboard that that's now what it sounds like. I mean, this is cripplingly dull, isn't it? Oh, my God. He's a drummer. Why has he let this weak drum track be the bass? I don't know, This man. is so weird. And like, Lyrically, it's like finding out your dad's been doing poetry. No. <laughs> it is, isn't it? It's like, a shocker. Yeah. Can you imagine? It's like find, if going through a, going through a chest and expecting to find pornography and finding your dad's that your dad's <laughs> no. poetry. It's like oh, teenage. What would you angst. rather? What would you rather find? Oh, do you yeah. know what I mean? Um, it is it's wallowing in grief for you know the love that's gone from his marriage, which is not sad. It's yeah, sad. Of it is. I mean, I also I want to point out here at this point. I love sad songs. Yeah, they, they, me I too. fucking love sad songs. And one of my favourite albums of all time is Beck Sea Change, which is a breakup album about mm-hmm. uh, a, a marriage that broke down. Yeah. And I think it's gorgeous and heartbreaking mm-hmm. and all that shit. 
but it's got it's got songs for fucking days. Yeah, on yeah. That. Because because you know, at the end of all of this, right? Yeah. Sometimes, like you find your muse in those situations. And Absolutely. Drives you, but, yeah. And sometimes the emotion. Just and sometimes. Going you aren't at your best in those situations. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you say and think things that are best, you know, not, not kept to yourself. I'm not suggesting people shouldn't share how they're feeling, but they're, mm-hmm. that you may say and think things that you, on reflection, go, well, I'm glad I don't feel and think that way anymore. Fair because enough. that was a bad time. Yeah. And sometimes that's possibly what's going on here. Because yeah. this, this song is only four, four minutes 40. And I say only. Only. Right? That is in Imagine us saying the, only. In comparison to the rest of the songs of this album. Yeah. But I will say, it does feel longer. It really it does. Because this song does nothing. It dribbles along like well, a broken tap. The, and again, just the sound of it. You know, If, if you yeah. had this on with no vocals, I'd think that, that it was a crime going on. Someone is like, you've, you've done this to me to torture me. Mate, I, this, this sounds this sound, it sounds like a mouse singing the blues. Oh, lovely. Yeah. This is terrible. It is. It's him whining and whining over an insipid beat and yeah. horrendous keyboards. And, you know, you know, without, you know, look, everyone's a human being. Everyone's entitled to their emotions. Yeah. But ultimately, this is a millionaire being upset about something that's probably his own fault. Not, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, God's sake. Yeah, each time I listen to this uh, album through, I think I hated this song more each listen. Oh, yeah. I, I don't, it I, built I, and built. I don't think it's possible for me to hate this song more than I do. It's incredibly I this bad. fucking song. I never want to hear it again. It's astonishing, but I don't understand how he's made a song this bad. It's really, really yeah. bad. Right, so track okay. number three. Let's do that. All right, one. okay, fucking three. Track three. We're going to have a fucking banger this time. Yeah, well, this is a Go. single as well, so it must be pretty. Must be. Must be. Right. Every day it's Every called. Day. All right. Come on. Let's go. Let's go. Ah, oh, for fuck's sake. Phil, mate. What? Phil, Phil, Phil. Plinky oh. piano. Is this just the last song again? I mean, this, this, it sounded like, because this piano bit, um, I, I was like, oh, is it gonna, is it gonna come into something a bit more lively? I was like, yeah, it, it sounds like it's gonna be Bruce Hornsby in the range, uh, the way it is yeah, at the yeah. minute. Yeah, yeah, it's just, like, especially this bit coming in, and then there's some uh-huh. drum beats coming in. I was like, oh, this is Bruce Hornsby in the range, and I don't like that song, but it's catchy. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Maybe it's gonna be like that. And I want to reiterate, I like a lot of Phil Collins songs, even the slow Me ones, too. the slow big ballads. You know, one more night. I didn't think, oh, okay. Okay, so mm. maybe. Mm. Oh, there's there's a, right. a soft sound. This song, it's not the fucking best song in the world. It's got a, at least it's got a bit of a hook in the chorus. Is all I'm the saying, chorus right? is yeah, absolutely. The chorus is catchy. It's not it's not a great one. No. It it is giving it credit for what it is yeah. better than the previous two songs. I mean, it's absolutely it's a, a million times better than the last one. Yeah, it's it's fine. I don't like that every day that the backy Ryan vocals every day. I don't like that. Oh, I don't mind that. I I, I don't have an issue. With, I I don't like the bit where he goes, "I love you, love you, love you, love you," like <laughs> Steve, like the Steve Miller band. <laughs> Well, Ed Miliband, are you one of the no. two? No, but yeah, this chorus, this little bit, it's yeah. catchy. Yeah. 
I can see why the record executives were gone. Okay, this will make a single. Yeah, yeah. This is this might get played on radio. As is, this is full of of clunky, yet heartfelt lyrics. Uh, oh, very clunky. You're absolutely right. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is fine, right? It's sure. the best of the three. Sure. Um, but it's a pretty fucking low bar. It is. And I was thinking whenever this came on as well, the bass sound in it harks right back to that really 80s bass sound he was using in 1990. And he's still doing it. But this time he's got nobody else to blame. He doesn't have Pino Palatino, whatever his name was. This is him now doing all these sounds, but he's gone with it. Have you noticed what what you're not hearing now? Go on. Any horns. No horns, that's true. No horns. No. Maybe he didn't have time to teach himself... Uh, I mean, you'd have thought, if anything, go through the divorce, he'd be hornier than ever. Hey! Dare me. Yeah. Now, this chorus warmed its way into my head. I'll give it that. Um, uh, But in terms of what it's about, it's just him singing about more failed marriages. I mean, it's it's relationships failed, past, divorced, question mark? Who knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's all Um, that shit. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not a lyrically diverse record, this one. Uh, No. No. But, you know, that's fine. This it's. It's got a theme. He's running with it. Yeah. There is a bit. Oh, let me see if I can skip to it. I've got a note. Oh, it's coming up, actually. Um, it, essentially, in terms of the the instrumentation that he's chosen to use, mm-hmm. it's coming in now. Morse code. Uh, yeah, indeed. Come back. <laughs> yeah. That's what it is. Translators. Come back. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't take all of it. <laughs> oh, mate. Not the Rembrandt. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck's sake. What is that? Why? Why? Yeah, there are why? some old fucking odd key choice. It's, it's bizarre, some of this. Oh, this is it. And because the reason is because he did it by himself with no producer to go, oh, t- do another take, but without that. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is a record where he, you know, yes, some of, some of, uh, you know, you, he said this is what his this is very very personal record. Yes, yeah. indeed, and absolutely it is. Very, and I'm sure that it means something very different to him than it does to me. Yeah. Um, but not everything done in a crisis is good. And it doesn't need to be released onto the populace. Oh, mate, I, mate, I think about some of the. I've had a couple of bad breakups, yeah. right? And I have not been at my best yep. in past those. I have done and said things that I look back on and go, oh, fuck, why did you do and say that? Uh-huh. Right? Uh, and you go, yeah, because I'm, I'm fucking you're in, in anguish the, uh, yeah. and I'm under duress, yeah? Uh, but I, I, what I'm very, very glad about is that that people, like two random fucking strangers, can't go and pick it up <laughs> on Spotify <laughs> and go... Fucking hell, what's this guy going this on? About? He's an arsehole. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I, I, and, you know, I'm, I'm sorry that he's in pain. I am. I genuinely, I'm not, I'm not unfeeling towards it, right? But no. in terms of a piece of music, it's just not good enough for really. him. No, no, no. The quote um, that I picked out about him, he said, it was in an interview only about five years ago, he said, it was very much a solo album. I played everything. The songs just streamed out of me. And as a writer, that's the kind of thing you dream of. It was a second divorce. Personal relationships at that time were tangled, is a better way of saying it. And it all came very spontaneously. So it was. It just flooded out of him in the state he was in. But he did make the choice to record it all and put it out as an album. This is the thing. What this suggests is that he has got so many 
complicated feelings around this that he needs to get those things down to puzzle them out and work them out in different ways and it would suggest that you've got different feelings different facets of it different emotions Mm -hmm. and yet a lot of it is the fucking same it's all the same it's the same it's the same sentiment all the time it's self-pity and i wish i hadn't been here i'm ready to do more about and it's not i'm so sorry it's all too little i look back and yeah yeah it's the same all right all Um, right well that's track number three let's do another one okay this one's called i've forgotten everything 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 right and this is a phil collins album surely this one is the fucking banger we're ready for it yeah i am ready phil okay ah man what but, but that is a distinctly phil collins drum oh, the gated snare yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh no mate see don't do oh, any of this fucking oh the woodwind on the synth unbelievable do we need that yeah do- th- this is soul sapping okay, so let's have a thing right yeah so okay it's in this lyrically do we want to take a punt about what it might be about <laughs> <laughs> oh I mean, it's one of those. We could do a drinking game every time he decides that he wants to talk about failed relationships. I'll tell you what, though, mate. If you were just an enormous fan of sad, slow, dark songs about a bald drummer's divorce, yep. this must have been the album. Oh, you've been wanking yourself silly. Oh, mate, yeah. stupid. Look, right. I've, I've got a, a couple of comments here. Right? Good. First of all, this song, I've got very little to say about this song that I haven't said about the last. It's, more, yeah. it's, it's another yeah. maudlin song about song. If I was a mate of Phil's, yes, and I was hearing this, I'd be giving him a ring. I'd be going, "Do you want to go bowling?" Yeah, do you know what I mean just something? Anything. I've, I've got in off. my notes. I think it's a cry for help. This one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe. No, no, do you want to go to? No, maybe we won't go to the pub tonight, Phil. Maybe, yeah. Maybe stay away from the booze for a few days. Let's have a chat. Let's see how you're doing, right? Absolutely. As a mate, I feel for him, right? Uh-huh. But let's be clear, right? We're 20 minutes into this fucking album, right? 20 minutes, yeah. right? Six minutes, 40, up front. No need. Issues, right? No need. Issues with some divorce in the middle. Yeah. Right? Four minutes, 40, divorce. Five minutes, 50, five minutes 43, divorce. Yeah. Five minutes, 15, divorce. We're fucking 20 minutes in, and 15 of them are oh, about so divorce. This is... He should be going to a therapist. Not recording this. I've got a note similar later. Right. Later on. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but also in terms of this tune, what tune? Ex- I I was like, I wonder if he just recorded some words because there's no actual tune that he's get he's doing, and then just had to do some synth lines underneath to make it a song because none of this works. No, this is this is, is this jazz. This, I don't know. This is this is just like a, a man sitting in a bath. Like kind of singing, nobody loves me to himself. Yeah, just like this, yeah. this is occasionally this is the, hitting a drum. Beat. The, the, this song is the sound of a man in a bath that has long since gone cold. Yeah, but he can't find the energy to get out. Yeah, right. And and he's find this fucking signed on his keyboard again. Terrible. I, I put that this is whenever you've a song for. It's when you've had a, a piss over songs two and three, and then you go, oh, there might be a dribble left, and this is the yeah. dribble. This is exactly this. You, you're really like just basically squeezing the base of the balls to get this out. Yeah. Milk, uh, milking it out one finger up yeah. the frenulum. <laughs> why, why is this sound allowed anywhere? This is a, a hate crime, this, this keyboard. I mean, it's just... 
Nothing's mean, happening. I, this is an expression of sadness. Is kind of laughable, and I hate it because it's yeah. so it's it's so clearly someone in genuine pain trying to express themselves. But right? you're you're right that it could be if someone was doing a parody mm-hmm. of someone wanting to make a sad crying song. It could sound like this. Yeah. You got. Oh. I mean, some of these synth choices are just so fucking tone deaf. Oh, oh, just awful. And the, the man is obviously a good musician. We know this. You know, yeah. he's an incredible musician, but he's made his choices. He's he's not himself. Yeah. Right. Look. Right. So that is track four. Bullshit. That is the first. Well, it's over a third of the album. Just over. Yes. Um, I do not think it's gone well. No, I, I'm appalled so far. Yeah, I'm yeah, absolutely that, horrified. I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. <laughs> it's like what gobsmacked. I was not expecting it to be. I, this mate, I was bad. not expecting it to be eye, this eye-wateringly bad either. Yeah. Let, let's take a break and right. do some albums. So the the top ten is the week of the 14th of November to the 20th. So that's the week when Phil Collins was at number one. Um, We'll just rush through these. Number 10, Dina Carroll, So Close, which mm-hmm. we've seen basically since February or something. It's, yeah. it's not left the top 10. It ended up being one of the highest selling albums of the year, despite never having got to number one, but because it just consistently sold. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, whatever. Number nine, David Bowie Singles Collection. Number eight, Kate Bush, The Red Shoes. Uh, number seven, Take That, Everything Changes, which was our last episode. Number six is a new entry for Lisa Stansfield with So Natural. Nice. So natural. So natural. Uh, number, nothing natural about that, love. Nothing. Number five is a Diana Ross Ultimate Collection. Number four is a Wet, Wet, Wet. Greatest hits. It's called End of Part One. End of Part One. Yeah. Well, I mean, they knew, they saw the writing on the yeah, wall. I mean, Part Two wasn't. <laughs> it was, didn't have quite as much information. Not really. It? No. Number three is Batloaf. 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 You, that? you put the Batloaf single up over Gotham. A fat cunt comes and breaks your ceiling. Brilliant. Uh, Meat Loaf's Bad Out of Hell 2 uh, is at number three. And like I say, it goes back up to number one after this one for the rest of 1993. Yeah. Uh, number two is a new entry. And so we almost had to do Brian Adams' So Far So Good. Well. But we didn't. I'm, I mean, I don't know. I mean, can it be worse than this? The last Brian Adams one we did was Silly Fun. I reckon this is probably more of the fairy, same. Do you remember his, he had some some, oh, some interesting some old-fashioned ideas about very, ladies? Very, very, mm, quite. Uh, so that's your, anyway, that's top ten. The rest of the albums that came out in 1993 are sort of along these lines. We've got The Best of the Christians uh, came right. out, got to number 22, so, you know, well done, Christians. The Best of. The Best of the Christians. Uh, do, uh, have they have they had a third record in, in between? Uh, well, they had one that didn't chart at all, didn't even get top 75. So this will so be. So the best of is—is is it basically the first album again? The, the greatest be. hits because I can't imagine there was anything on that first or that second album that you'd put on a greatest no, hits. Not at all. No. Uh, no uh, also, R. Kelly released Twelve Play. I mean, that's it, a bad title, isn't, isn't it? it? Looking back, yep. Fuck me. Yep. Yeah, that is. Uh, yeah, you've. Oh no! I didn't. Yeah. I, Oh, it only, it only got to number sixty nine on release. Oh no, don't. Yep, uh, it got to number twenty, but not till nineteen ninety five. Was it on the same week as Wet Wet Wet? <laughs> End of part the one. The Lemonheads. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh fuck me. Okay, uh, other albums that came out: A Tribe Called Quest released Midnight Marauders. Nice, which only got to number seventy. 
I, that, I mean, really low. I say that surprises me, but it doesn't surprise me because hip hop wasn't doing numbers here. No, and especially Tribe. Yeah, Tribe weren't one of the ones that crossed over. Well, over, he, were, over here. Well, they. I mean, they had a top ten single. Oh yeah, but off the first album. Yeah, yeah, but not not when afterwards. It, they really were low key for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, Guns and Roses released the Spaghetti Incident, which got to number two. Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously you were. I was in a. You were probably past Guns N' Roses at this I point. I was, yeah. I mean, I, I was still a big Guns N' Roses fan. I still would have been listening to the records. Yeah. But I was not inspired to pick up a. a, a oh, really? Album. You weren't. I know, I, I've, out I've, never owned, I've never owned that album. Is that right? Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. I've heard it. Uh, but mm. the, it's a competitive field at this point, mate. 1993. No, exactly. It's like you you got to bring your A game. It doesn't matter. You can't live off your old glories, you know. Well, Guns N' Roses yeah. was the most important band in the world to me 12 months before that. Uh, I mean, I saw, I saw, yeah. Guns, and, I saw Guns N' Roses in 1993. Went and, saw oh, right, them, yeah. went and saw them in the Hollywood, uh, in the Hollywood Bowl, the fucking Milton Keynes Bowl. Right, sure. Very similar Hollywood. Oh, well, of course, mate. Uh, brilliant. It was a brilliant gig. I loved it. I loved every fucking moment of right. it. Um, but you, you know, still didn't fancy getting spaghetti and stuff. because... I'd have had to buy it, and there were 20 other things that I wanted to hit buy well, that I couldn't afford it like already. A Tribe Called Quest, for example. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I mean, a, a similar thing, Metallica released Live Shit, Binge and Purge. And my, my good friend, uh, Darren, friend of the show, Darren, uh-huh. had that. We I heard that a lot. Is know, that right? Yeah. Because that was the proper box set. It was, yeah, fancy yeah, box set. It was expensive, man, as Silly. well. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, indeed. Uh, we also have Snoop Doggy Dog, as he was called at the time, with Doggy Style. Oh, what um, a fucking record that so is. So I got number 38. That was top 40 album. That's uh, one of my favorite hip hop albums. I remember I, you, you love that. I love that record. Yeah. It's just a, as soon as the sun's out, I want to put that record right. on. It's just a great kind of put it on, drive around, ignore some of the lyrics. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Make sure my daughter's not in the car. Yeah, quite. Um, Don't say some of it out loud. Yeah. Um, it, it's weird, like you say, it's a summer album, but it was released in November or December. Weird. Yeah. I've, got a feel, I've got a feeling that wasn't the US release. Oh, that it. could be true. That could be true. It charted for the first time anyway in... The UK at this point. Uh, DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince released Code Red, um, which only got to number 50. Yeah, I think that was the album that had Boom Shake the Room on was it. it? I, I don't, no I one think, gave a shit about the album, apparently. I don't apparently. think anyone cared at that point. No. Ice Cube released Lethal Injection. Uh, yeah. Only got to number 52. It's not a very good album. Is it the one where he got a bit G-Funk? Uh, yeah. Oh, right. No, I don't like that album. There's a remix album, yeah. um, and that's the better version. It's got better mixes of some of the tracks on it. Oh, right. I think I've got, got that. tracks of the, off of... Again, that might be a bit more G-Funk. Mm. Who knows? Uh, but uh, we've got Ice Cube releasing that. You've also got MC Ren releasing Shock of the R, which I don't remember. Shock all. of the what? The R. The R. Up your R. What, the R standing for Ren? No. Or our? Uh, as in the 60 Minutes. 60 Minutes. Yeah. What are you on about? Shock of the R. MC Ren. Uh, I don't remember that one bit at all. Uh, I don't think I've got that one. I think because I've got an MC right now, and that our friend Harry gave me. Oh, okay, yeah. I don't think it's that one. So he must have had two solo albums. Fuck knows. Yeah. And the other one is not good. I can't imagine this is any yeah. good. No, I, I've not got a chart position beside called, it. So I think the other one's called a chart here. Ruthless Villain or something. Let me, right. just, let me just double check. MC Red, Ruthless do, do I need villain. to? Yeah. Uh, Motorhead released Bastards, which I've just noted because I'm just happy that they were put an album out called Bastards. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Not bad. I don't know if I've ever heard that album, but I know exactly how it sounds. Don't you just? Uh, Autecker released their debut album called Inculabula. And I don't know what that sounds like, but I probably do. Yeah. No one of those. But uh, then the other couple that I've got uh, a little note for, Das FX released Straight Up Suicide. Yeah, I, I don't remember that album at all. Right. Um, I think I've got Back From The Sewers somewhere. Okay. But yeah, I mean... I, the thing with Das Effects is that first record's pretty good. 
but once you kind of got what they do, you've got what they do. They they have a trick. They've got a a thing. Yeah, and you know they want effects is probably the epitome of that. Oh, That's of course a it is. Definitely great track. It's yeah, a brilliant track. It's a classic for a reason. Yeah, and everything else on it is variations on a theme. Yes. And that's not to say they're bad. They're not. They're really good and had some really fun lyrics. And I, I really enjoyed Das Effects, the energy. But it was a little bit of a novelty, let's be honest. No, it totally was. Um, and once you've heard them do it, if you then to hear them do it a little bit worse, you're like, why would you want that? Our interest, yes. um, MC Ren had four solo albums. Well, that's a terrible Shock idea. of the Hour, which yeah. is the first one. The Villain in Black, which I think is the one I've got. Okay. Um, Ruthless for Life. Uh-huh. Uh, and reincarnated, which came out in two thousand and nine. A nine, yeah. Oh God. Sales. Let's just go through the sales for uh-huh. those. The first one in the US did over half a million, five hundred and fifty-three thousand. Right. Yeah. Uh, the second one did three hundred and twenty-one thousand. Mm. Uh, Ruthless for Life did one hundred and seventy thousand. Yeah. Uh, reincarnated, three thousand. Three. Oh <laughs> I mean, to, like, no. Let this be fair. Since there was a big drop off in sales in general between nineteen ninety-eight and. Oh, no, there absolutely was, but Jesus Christ. Oh, Ren. Maybe what I've... Shame. I think I've got the uh, the Kids of My Black Ass EP. Oh, I, I think I might... No, I don't have to have it, but I definitely have at some point. Yeah, I yeah. think that's what I've got, Maybe. actually. Uh, and the very last one that I've got a note of is uh, Del the Funky Homo Sapien with No Need for Alarm. Yeah, that's... Um, no, no, that, no, no that's, 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 that's a second one, because exactly. the first one was I Wish My Brother George, George was here. Yeah, exactly, yeah. so this is post that but yeah just uh, a lot of hip hop coming out in November December 1993 remember last year when we got like Dre and stuff like Absolutely. that it out. was all like December 92 yeah, yeah, yeah big yeah, one yeah. Cypress Hill yeah weird shit in the Christmas market that's what kids want in 93 that's what I wanted yeah it's very true actually hey uh, yeah it's some good stuff some brilliant stuff some proper rubbish cool yeah but we should get back into Phil Collins I guess are you sure well we, we kind of have to I've got work later so we need to do it at some point <laughs> So, let's crack on with this. Track number five. This one's called We're Sons of Our Fathers. Oh, for fuck's sake, it's Bugsy Malone. Uh, exactly. Like I said, why is this on here? I mean, at this point, I have stopped setting myself up for any disappointment. Yeah. I'm, I'm just like, okay, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. But I wasn't expecting... It's Pardon? country reggae. Seriously? It's quite, it, it has got... Am I wrong? It has got a bit of a skank to it. Oh, uh, yeah? It? A banjo skank. So it does this for reasons best explained by uh, Phil, I yeah, guess. I guess. <laughs> but yeah, it doesn't... I thought, oh, this, this is going to be six minutes of this, is it? Yeah. I was like, all right. And then it goes all minor key and sadness. Well, because, no, he, he couldn't keep it up, could he? So this one isn't a divorce song. No. What this it's is... It's even weirder. This is like a... Well, there's that fucking keyboard song. Don't, mate. This is like a, a Daily Mail Kids Nowadays song. It honestly is. This is Old Man Yells at Clyde. It really is, yeah. man. And what's going on with the kids' day? We used to have more respect in my day. He literally says that at one point. Yeah. Yeah, this is him voicing his disappointment at the Ute and their terrible behaviour. Yeah. And this is... He was 42 when he wrote this. Yeah. And mate, right? Where's the second side of this story? Well, don't He's need to hear both sides. about that, hasn't yeah. Look, man, this is... This is the ham-fisted insight of a millionaire. And all I'm going to say is Mm. perhaps this lack of empathy Uh might explain some of your fucking multiple divorces. Maybe so. 
And at, at this point as well, he has um, a grown son. Yeah. And I think he has a very young daughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if I was the grown son, I'd be listening to this going, mate, what, yeah. say it to a fucking face. Do you know what I mean? So don't just write a song about how you think I'm a twat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fernando, Fernando, <laughs> this is such fucking partridge. The whole thing, man. The whole thing is just proper partridge. But that line was: "Our sons and daughters seem to be beyond our control. Their smile is fading fast. They're losing their soul." Come on, what? Have a listen to what you're saying, uh, Phil. Uh, look, man. Six minutes for twenty-four of this oh. shit. All of these fucking keys are just like minor key dirge, right? Yeah. No, no tune again. No, no tune. It's like, just like, I don't know, I, the, the whitest hip-hop of all time or something. It's rubbish. It's this. terrible. Yeah, when I was a boy, did we have more respect? The world seemed a nicer place to be. And where, where's the Bugsy Malone gone? Just gone. Oh, no, yeah, that was throwaway. 40 seconds of that, gone. Why? No need. Very strange. I mean, this song could have been anything that he wanted it to be. <laughs> hey! for them and, and it makes my heart sad. <laughs> Right, should we turn this off? Uh, we, yeah. Have you got anything else? I've got, uh, not about that song, okay. but um, just because the song is called We're Sons of Our Fathers, I it made me think of, do you know the song by Chicory Tip, Son of My Father, mm-hmm. uh, from the 70s? I'm going to play a little bit of this. Because I remembered it. It's like, oh, that's that kind of weird, jaunty pop tune. Chicory Tip, just complete pop. Right, this is, here we go. Son of My Father. And for some reason, I fell into a little bit of a Wikipedia rabbit hole about this. Okay. Uh, so this came out in 1972 mm-hmm. and was a, a chart hit for Chicory Tip, who I'd never heard of it apart from this song. Um, but, in fact, I think I saw on a Twitter thread of kind of weird pop facts that this song was written by Giorgio Moroder. Really? Giorgio, you know, king of electro disco, yeah. Giorgio Moroder. Um, and he released it the year before as a single on his album, which was called Son of My Father, his third solo album, it turns right. out. Um, and it sounds exactly the same. I was like, "What? Well, this is what Giorgio Moroder used to be. And this is Giorgio Moroder's version. It's the same song. Wow. But this is what he used to do. Um, you know, you think he's the man behind I Feel Love and uh-huh. all those big, you know, deep disco, great cuts. And on the same album as this, oh yeah, there's a little bit more electro there. On the same album as this uh, is the song Tears, yeah. which is the one that DJ Shadow used for Organ Donor. Yeah. But so this is Georgie Moroder singing. Yeah, that's so far so beach boys. It really is. Bam, 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 bam. Totally fine. Uh, but yeah, uh, that was like track one on the album. And track ten is Tears, which is hmm. that one. It's like how the fuck did this album come together? That that's the, the scoop you're going for, but that is I'm just uh, can't fuck with this though, can you? Oh, absolutely brilliant! And but, just weird soundtracky epic stuff. And yeah, and Shadow turned it into an absolute banger. Absolutely, he did. But there you go. So uh, for people who didn't know, Georgie Maroder was the writer of "Son of My Father." Uh, okay, right. Mm. So, um, so that was track five. Track five. So track six is called "Can't Find My Way." I've got a feeling I know what this is about. Uh-huh. Um, let's have a listen. Oh, I like that little Tom drum beat going on. I mean, it sounds like a tool interlude. Oh, it does, actually? Yes, it does. This, this sounds like, you know, something like Reflections or something like that. Yes. I mean, I've got. I, it reminded me of Don't Give Up by, you know, Phil's old mucker, yeah. Peter Gabriel. Yeah. That sort of song. But this one is 
simple and moody. Okay. And certainly this part of it works for me in a ways that none of the other songs on this record have. Okay. Well, it's it's not as tinning and horrible as no. well. No, it's, uh, it's the, there's something about the tone choices and the pace and the vocal that actually do make me feel something. Okay, right. I'm like, okay, okay. all right, I feel so. It's, and, you know, it, it's a good track um, that kind of does some bits. It doesn't do enough, and it can't sustain its length. Uh, well, over five minutes, long. Yeah. No need at all. Can't. Yeah. This is three minutes. Sure. Um, it's lyrically a little bit oblique, but if I was going to take a stab at it, I'd say it might relate slightly to uh-huh. the failed relationship straight divorce. But this is this is the highlight of the record for me so far. So far, th- yeah. this is the one. And this is... I, I, I think it's a lot better than uh, like some of the ones I've absolutely detested, yeah. obviously. At this point, I can't even muster up the energy to try and hate this. Mm-hmm. Um, until it gets to a point at about 2.30, which I'll try and skip to. Uh when he decides to bring those horrendous keyboard sounds back into this song. This is relatively short-lived, though. I mean, yes. I know, yeah, no, it's awful. It's yeah. awful. Yeah. Um, and so I, I don't hate this song, but I really don't like it at all as well. But no, I don't hate it as much as the other ones. No, I think I'm more positive about it okay. than this. I don't like this bit, and I could live without it. But generally speaking, I'm right with this. Yeah. Okay. But that has got a fairly thick caveat attached to it which is oh yeah you know it's not enough for this to be the best thing on this record no absolutely true so yeah let's move on let's do track uh, number seven okay this one's called survivors can't imagine what this one's gonna be about <laughs> Ooh. Right, the start of this one it doesn't really sound like it but it gives me like start of uh, Baywatch vibes. Got the same same note. It, it sounds in. like it's going to be the Baywatch thing. Yeah, but instead of saving people, Phil's just going to walk into the sea. <laughs> <laughs> just puts his little red floaty thing down. Won't be needing that. I'll be ready. <laughs> just fucking Reggie Perrin's it. <laughs> Eric at Lenny out going, Phil, <laughs> don't do it. Yeah, no, I, I've got the exact same. It sounds like it's going to go to, into Baywatch or Wilson Phillips. You know, yeah. both of which I'd be fucking fine with after yeah. the stuff he's put me through so far. I'd be great with that. It's building, it's building, you know. It's like perhaps this is the one where we're going to get it crashing into something a bit more upbeat and a bit more fun. Because it, it's potential. Yeah. He, he's going for it with this. Yeah, it's well, still look, coming up. It's coming up, coming, coming. the first bit of up-tempo, right? Yeah. I'll be honest with you, right? This, as the tempo lifted, I felt like I was taking my first sip of water uh, after walking across a long desert. Sure. Like, oh, is it good? No, not at all. No. Not at all in any way, right? It's not There's climax. cartridge base all over the place. It really is. Boom, boom. Boom, boom, boom. Um, what's it about? Uh, I mean, it's about trying to save a failed relationship, isn't it? It's it's him being uh, racked with guilt about cheating on his wife, mm-hmm. uh, self-flagellation. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wants everyone to know just how bad he feels because he hurt her um, but you know and as well I don't know if publicly releasing songs saying about how bad the relationship was is the best way to go about that I don't know if no, she's going to listen so. to that and go I tell you what 
I mean, I don't think she's going to listen to it. No, that's I right. think the last thing she's going to want to do oh, God, is put herself through an hour and five minutes of Phil fucking oh, wanking no. on. <laughs> no, God, you no. You know what I mean? The whole, uh, the, the whole divorce means she's got... Like, the whole divorce is about not having to hear this anymore. And a good thing... It is a good thing that uh, there's no jacket required because I'd imagine she took custody of all of his clothes. Oh, yeah, but... um, look. <sighs> it does this. It's what it does. It does yeah, this. It does it it's for it. Six, six minutes and four seconds. Shite, I've written here. Shite, yeah. It's. I, I was glad that it did a tempo change. I was like, okay, sure. at least it's not another dismal fucking like, you know, wrist it's opener. M- a misery, but yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um, we do have. Uh, I'm gonna skip to it again if I can find it. We do have some more of that shit keyboard coming in, like a turd that will not flush. And this is the remake. This is the remastered version. You could have got rid of some of it. Yeah. I mean, it's really bad. Just horrendous. But it's the motif of the album, apparently. He loves it. God's sake. Phil, mate, don't be a dick. Stop it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's do track eight. Okay, so yeah, this is called We Fly So Close. Okay, what we got? Oh, it's some Hamlet and guitar. Don't do this to me. Classical. We've got a lute. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're in the Baroque era. Yeah, is this a madrigal? I mean, let me just have a quick look. How long is this song? Oh, seven minutes and 33 <laughs> seconds. Why? Am the... Mate, fuck you, Phil. Do you know what I think? Fuck yourself. Perhaps if we try and make this song reminiscent of In the Air Tonight, maybe that'd save it. What do you reckon? Oh, I, I've got exactly. This. He definitely wants it to be that, doesn't he? He's trying to put a few bits in. But the loot. The loot. Give me the loot. Give me the loot. <laughs> Oh, my Lord. I don't know. Has he been listening to Sting too much at this point? I mean, if he's been listening to Sting at all, then yes, he's been listening. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, here Here it is. Yep. Little Bon Tempe beat underneath coming in. Right. This is another incredibly morose song. Uh Uh-huh. Like, literally, call John Thor, it's Inspector Morose. Hey! Uh, Look, and I am... Phil isn't all right. It's clear that Phil is not all right. And I am not belittling men's mental health issues, right? I'm not. People should talk about things they should be free to. Yep. I just think some of the things he's saying, as we said earlier, he'd have been better off talking to a professional. Uh, yeah. Rather than several million amateurs. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, it, this is uh, it's just another one of these dreary, low-tempo dribblers. Yeah. Right? Uh, by verse three, he starts to bring in the drums for some added weight, it's for some emphasis, right? Right. And for a second, it almost feels like the, the old feel, the drama feel, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, all right, I'm going to skip forward like a minute because yeah. we've got seven and a half to choose from. So let's skip forward here. Well, it's coming up to three minutes. Listen, that's and that's we've just skipped forward, and it's like oh, oh nothing's enough, changed. No, there's no difference. This is still going on, is it, Phil? Yeah, um, but it, it, there he introduces some other stuff. This around is why here. she left, Phil. Here we go. So yeah, okay. Oh, right. oh yeah, that guitar's come in. All right. And like, this is very reminiscent of in the yeah, air tonight, yeah. isn't it? It feels like some drama. You think, oh, where's this going to go? Mm-hmm. Uh, spoilers, nowhere. Nowhere. No, nowhere honestly, at all. Nowhere. nowhere at all. Um, I mean, I'm going to skip forward another minute or so because it, 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 we get to kind of this point. All right. There we go. Yeah. And this is building, but, I mean, you know, much like 
Dubai in the 2000s, the building has stopped. Yeah. I, I wish I had something more positive to say about this. But no, I've got, I think that for a couple of minutes in the middle, there's something there that, that there's a, a semi-decent uh, there's a bit of passion you know yeah. there's something actual that he gives a shit about that's nice exactly but it's got four minutes before that now this and a, this magical shit back in and the outro is a minute and a half long and it's just whittling nonsense this is, this is a man that really needs to be told he need, cut some yeah. shit out. He needs a producer. He needs so- someone who is looking uh, at the side of the record company going, mate, no one wants this. Just take this out, take that out. Tighten it up. Do you reckon he used to put on his records past his wife and she'd go, oh, look, I'm a little bit shorter. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's what's missing. Maybe, yeah. Um, I, I, look, it's so fucking heartfelt, right? Yeah. Um, it's just not any good. No. That's my main issue with this album overall. I mean, I've got many issues with this album, uh, but my main issue is that there don't, it doesn't have any songs. No. It uh, doesn't have any catchy songs, and that's what I want from Phil Collins. It, even the but seriously songs that are a bit silly, you know? And look, Something happened on the way to heaven. And, and, and once, Whatever. I'm, you know, I listen to this song a load of time, and once, and I was sitting down trying to write this, right, because I, I didn't want to just do a hatchet job on this record. Sure. Right? I didn't want to. And so I started sitting down and looking at the lyrics and going, okay, so this isn't what I wanted it to be, so I don't want to judge it on terms of what I wanted it to be. Yeah. I'll judge it in terms of what it is. I don't enjoy much what's going on musically, what's going on lyrically. And there is just, I, I, you know, I guess if you are another, you know, kind of mid-40s-year-old man going through a divorce, you might be able to hear this, and, and maybe this is the greatest album, this is the album that pulls you All through right, your sure. divorce. Okay, yeah. Who knows, right? But I don't find anything fucking in this at all no like. no right no look no. that's that anyway that's okay, eight so that's that's yeah. four and four so let's um, let's go and listen to the singles so yeah please let's, in the rest of the world let's uh, get out of this m- fucking swamp that phil's dragged us into so let's look at the singles in the week of uh, the 14th to 20th of November 1993. Uh, once again, still quite a lot of stuff that we have seen before, but we'll go through. And then there are a fucking ton of singles uh, to, in the, the other nice. six weeks. And I have got out my little uh, buzzers. Cool, cool, we, cool. What did we get these for first? Uh, Cliff Richard. I think it was Cliff Richard, yes. So uh, if you guess it right, you're going to get this one. Nice. Classic, Phil. If you get it wrong, you'll get... It's just a shame, that's all. Okay. So, uh, number 10 in the charts is uh, a new one that we haven't seen, but I cannot imagine that you're going to get it. Okay. You probably remember it. It's one of those dance tracks that was around a lot. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll skip it to like a bit. See if I can get some piano. Oh. Nah, they, I'm, I'm not going to clear nah, man. They're saying give it up. It's called Give It Up, and it's by The Good Men. No, I'm not Good Men. Whatever. I mean, that's. Uh, so, that, huh. that, that doesn't. When you said that, I'm like, oh, I've never heard of that song. Sure. 
fair enough. Uh, so that's number 10. Number 9 is one that you might get. Hmm. Especially, we, we have mentioned the album in the albums. Oh, so far today. Uh, yeah, in the album rundown mm. earlier on, yes. It's off one of those. Oh, is it, I mean, is it Brian Adams? Uh, nope. No, not ringing any bells. Mate, you, you did say you didn't buy it, but you... Oh, is this a spaghetti incident? It is off the spaghetti incident. Oh, okay. Oh, is it the... Is it Sympathy for the Devil? Or no, no, it's not that one. Is it like... I, I don't know. It's uh, Ain't It Fun? I've heard that, but not for 20 years. Right, no, I don't even remember who it's a cover of. Couldn't tell you. Um, not Very Good is what it is. I think there might be one original track on the album. Oh, is that, maybe it. that one. I see. Uh, number eight. I'm not going to bother playing. Elton John and Kiki D with True Love. Mm. Meh. Who what? knew they did two songs? Well, quite. Uh, number seven. And I remember this being around. This was all over MTV. The one summer I went to America. Is this? Is this Soul Asylum? You uh, Runaway Train. Absolutely. Yeah. Runaway Train. Yes, it is. Yeah. Uh, so that's number seven. We're known as Big Bang Brief. Oh, quite. Uh, number six is Capella. You got to let the music, which we saw before. Number five is another dance track, which I imagine you'll have heard, but you won't know who it is. I mean, it sounds like Wigfield. It does as well. Yeah. Two years before Wigfield. I mean, it sounds like their other previous big song. Yeah. Or is it like Betty Bill or something? Yeah, yeah, true enough. Wow, it's your time. You know you want to be uh, this is Urban Cookie Collective with Feels Like Heaven. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Fine. Um, number four, still on the... You, you may have heard this, but you're no way probably going to get who it is. It's called Got To Get It. Mm-hmm. God, there's so much of this in the charts. No, there was, man. That's why I can't... I'll watch with this. I'm not going to get this, man. No, I'll skip it in case. Now nah, that doesn't help. Uh, it's Culture Beat. Oh, I mean, that's, yeah, yeah it's one, one, one of those. Yeah, yeah fine. Um, so that was number five. No, that was number four. Number three is Dina Carroll, Don't Be a Stranger, which I'm pretty sure must be a re-release because she's had that out for ages. Uh, number two is a new entry. Uh, our friends at Number One Rerun Podcast will have got this immediately, I'm quite sure. I like you just eyes closed, head swaying there, Dave. Yeah. Still feels like a first night together. So is that Brian Adams? It is Brian Adams. It feels like a first night together. <laughs> quite. Never heard that song in my life. Uh, it's called Please Forgive It's Please Forgive Me. I, I, bet, I bet you. Play where's the chorus? The chorus. Yeah, maybe not. Oh, no. In my head, I was like, of course I've heard this, but now I'm not so sure. I don't think I've heard this song before. Oh, no. 
forgive I, I, me. Okay, that, I've heard that bit. Yeah, I've heard uh, that yeah, bit. That bit. That's literally the only bit. Fine. Uh, so that's number two in the charts anyway. Uh, number one is Meatloaf's I Do Anything For Love, which is... Heard it. There you go. Now, there's fucking tons of these. So I'm, we'll go through. I'm not going to play them all. One I am going to play because I think it's gorgeous. My life is a and I think I talked about this in the last episode um, uh, in that If Crowded House released a greatest hits, I think it's a brilliant greatest hit. Well, they, they did release a greatest hits, obviously. Uh, I think this is one of their best. I think it's beautiful. It's Nails in My Feet. Um, and this is off the album that's out, kind of, it's about to come out off theirs. It got to number 22. And what he hasn't thought about is everyone's got nails in their feet, mate. They're the toenails. Yeah. They're fucking New Zealand's. What no, do they know? Nothing impressive, mate. Yeah. Um, fucking hobbits. <laughs> uh, so that got to number 22. Uh, I mean, this one is a classic of uh, chart dance. This is a big one. You'll definitely have heard this many times. But I'm not sure if you would know who this is. was all over the place at the time. Yeah, again. On every single compilation that year as well, oh, all the big cool. dance comps. Some, whatever, Ministry of Sign presents Ibiza. I was just paying so little attention to this kind of stuff at the time. Though. Oh, same here. At the time, I this would have passed me by. I'd, I'd have heard it in the student clubs, but no wasn't paying any attention um, but I now do very much like this so do you? oh I do I really do I think it's a great little dance tune no I've no idea what it is it's called Let Me Show You uh, by K-Class yeah fair enough there you go. Uh, I mean maybe I need to hear it a few more times but I'm not hearing what you're liking in that. oh no I do I enjoy, I enjoy that very much Uh Apex Twin release on, which I'm not going to bother playing, got to number 32. We talked about this one, I think, in the last episode or maybe a couple episodes ago. And we were trying to de- decide which album it was on. And it is, it, this must have been the one from the album. We got a, a response from one of our listeners on Twitter, I think, um, going, It's incredible how much uh, of the kind of the indie alternative stuff that you guys know that I've never heard about. I love listening to the show for that. But at some points, I do find myself in the middle of a uh, supermarket just shouting, you know nothing about Belinda Carlisle. <laughs> <laughs> and this is Belinda Carlisle. This is Lay Down Your Arms, which yep. is the one that I thought must have been around this time, and it turns out it was. Okay. Oh, here we go. It's a big one. You'll absolutely get this straight away. Bring them out dead, dead. Bring them up, slap them up, slap a bull head. Head. Two gun, three gun, four. You're mine. It's all about crime. Onyx. Yeah. It's time to get live, live, live like a wire. I set the whole choir on fire. Brilliant. Yep. Absolutely love it. Yeah, so Onyx and you got the name of the song? Um, Hang on, Jesus. Um, it's Throw Your Guns in the Air. Throw Your Guns. Yeah. Yes, it is. Uh, what a tune. Uh, first time I ever saw that was on The Word oh, when they just went apeshit on that, that stage. They were fucking brilliant, man. Oh, great fun. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, this one was a, kind of a, a decently big indie tune at the time. I wasn't that much of a fan of it, I must admit. 
but it was uh, it was you know talked up an awful lot in the press. Yeah, it sounds like a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And also, the band and the guy behind the band is you know talked about as as like genius. I don't expect you to know this. No, is it? Uh, it's Lenny Valentino by The Auteurs. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, I've, I've remember heard it being around. Water. I was aware of The Auteurs. They were always no, exactly. kind of uber cool and oh, exactly. of little interest. Yeah, uh, but that got to number 41. This one only got to number 50 upon right, uh, first release. And this was the first time, not not the first time I'd heard of them, but one of the first ones I got of theirs. Uh, very much in the public eyesight at the minute as well. Prince Andrew. <laughs> Elon Musk. Is it Pulp, yeah? Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, I, I don't know the track name. But it's Lip Gloss, indeed, uh, yes. My, my, my wife got tickets. I saw that. She must be pretty chuffed. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're, no, they're all going. I've seen a lot of people, um, a lot of friends kind of on my Facebook and stuff going, oh, they've got Pulp tickets, so... Yeah. A lot of happy people. I mean, that's, I think it's one of the British summertime gigs, isn't it? Yeah. The Pulp one. I am seriously considering going to Billy Joel. I think that's... Uh, you know, my experience of those British summertime gigs is they're shit. But I don't know when I'm ever going to see Billy Joel again. Well, it's I mean, that's like, a good point. One of those things. Have you seen him before? Never have. No. No, yeah. exactly. Uh, so that got to number 50. This one only got to number 57. And we've talked about this with these guys before. This man. Um... I thought we'd done this song before, but I think we just talked about the song as well. Any ringing any bells? Uh, yeah, I'm just hang on a minute. Give me a minute. Yeah, more of it. It's called It's I About Time. Get, yeah, I can't get it. It's the Lemonheads. Lemonheads. Yeah. yeah so exactly. it's, it's, every time, uh-huh. every fucking time, I'm like, I'm pretty sure that uh, it's there. And I'm like, no, nah, it's, it's it's not. It's just going to sound like them. Right, uh, no, uh, that, like, that actually was Lemonheads. Yeah, fuck. Yep. Uh, Mr. Blobby released Mr. Blobby, which was the Christmas number one. Yeah, let's, let's not hear and that. And not playing yeah, that. Well, right. I can't because it's not on Spotify. Well, I mean, what a surprise. What a terrible shock. I'm surprised that Noel Edmonds isn't trying to make some money out. He's probably got uh, it on his own website or something. Yeah, probably. Uh this one got to number 17. You definitely know this one. It's like Macarena. <laughs> oh, it's, uh, yeah, it's uh, deep, uh, 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 Big Time Sensuality. Yes, by Bjork. by Bjork, absolutely. One of her biggest singles, I guess, that one. I don't mind that one. Don't hate it as much as other ones, put it like that. This one got to number 20. Yeah, Snoop Dogg. Absolutely. Yeah. With Who Am Snoop I? Dog. What's My Name? Snoop Dogg. This is the uh, the big statement uh, single. Quite, yes. Well, it, or it's just him smoking too many drugs going, 
Who am I? What's my name? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've forgotten. Oh, fucking who am I? <laughs> yeah, where is yeah, this? What's my motherfucking name? Yeah. Uh, got number 20, which I don't remember it getting like top 20, that song, I must admit. Oh, I do. No, fine. I do. I was, I, was, I was keeping an eye out for Snoop because I was such a big fan of right. him off the Chronic record. One of the worst tracks off that record, in my opinion. Right. Not one of, not one of my favourites. No, no, fair enough. Um, but... Big track still. Oh, so, exactly. It's one of the ones that still gets a full dance floor at a hip-hop club. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one is just awful. Stop now. What's that sound? Everybody look oh, what's no. going down. Got to number 59. Now, what's that the best sound? version of this one that's on the Muppet Show with the rabbits. <laughs> yeah. So good. Oh, God, who's done this? Chumbawamba. It's called Time Bomb. Cunts. It's the ticky ticky time bomb one. Oh, cunts. Absolutely cunts. shocking this cunts. song is. Fucking get so bad. Fucking honestly, man, I'll come full fucking partridge around you fucking fucking fix the tire on your house and fuck <laughs> off. The tire on your house. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Uh okay. Uh, Lenny Kravitz released Is There a Love in Your Heart, which we've seen before because we did the whole album. Uh, this one got to number 15. Cypress Hill. Yes. Liquor Shot. No. Is it not? It's not Liquor Shot. I love Liquor Shot as well, though. Oh, um. Yeah. Sing it through, sing it through. Um, it's not when she goes down. It's, um. No. Coming at the slums, at the humdrum. Get out of all you bums. Get to the chorus. You can do it. Like there that. you go. Ain't going, ain't going yeah. out like that. As remixed by Biohazard. Quite. Oh, that was the the dream, wasn't it? Bit of Biohazard in there. It's on a similar tip, but a similar, you know, basically the sugar-free Tesco own version. Are you ready? Are you ready? Pretty sure we mentioned these in our last episode as well. Because of Shaquille O'Neal. Fushnikins. Not Fushnikins. It's called Wobble Blue Bob. I don't know, mate. It sounds like Funk Dubious or something. It is Funk Dubious. It is Funk Dubious. It's Funk Dubious, exactly. Yes, Wobble Blue Bob, a Funk Dubious. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not in the stage where I'm remembering fucking Funk Dubious singles <laughs> from 1983. What? No, I mean, fair. I'll, I'll, I'll maybe listen to that album, what, what Dubious, about three, three times. Oh, that's enough. That's yeah. totally enough. Um, R.E.M. released Find the River, uh, which only got number 54, but it was probably the seventh single off yeah. that album or some shit. Uh, this one's on here. And this is, this is a remix of it um, with the single remix. Got to number 21. But the album version is quite different. But this is the version I remember, I must admit. That's sublime or something, it's not sublime. It's too no, early. too early for that. Um, Here we go. 
Jersey. I said Bit before, but I guess nobody heard me. This is uh, Ice T. It is, um, yes. Um, and it's a. Uh, it's a remix of. It's a very, very different remix. It, well. Yeah, exactly. I said it before. But yeah. the, I heard this version first. I bought this 12 when it came out. Yeah. And then I heard the album version. I was like, oh, that's entirely different. Song. Oh, yeah, yeah. Getting anything on the title? Nah, I'm going to bus to a school. Blacks and whites. I guess it was cool. But by high school, I changed. I didn't want to bus. I didn't want to play the game. I walked to Crenshaw High. Uh, shit it was fly. fly. I hooked up with a new crew. Oh, did it say shit was fly in the original? Because yeah. this is radio, I guess. It just went, it was fly. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> and it was the whole school was down. In one way or another, everybody messed around. Whether hardcore or not, you wore the right color. Yeah, yeah, got shot. Shot. That's how I'm living. That's how I'm living. There yeah, you go. There you Absolutely. Go. That's how I'm living. Uh, got to number 21 on that uh, that version of it anyway. Yeah, I didn't care for that version. Oh, I did. I, that's the, Like I said, it's the first one I heard of it. Right, so also Nirvana released uh, All Apologies uh, and Rape Me, double A side, got number mm-hmm. 32. Number 37, I, was, well, I can't be arsed playing it because it annoyed me. St. Etienne released I Was Born on Christmas Day, their Christmas song. I just didn't like it. I don't remember. Don't, you might do, but you might if you heard it, you might. But it annoyed me because yeah. it was such an obvious, oh, let's do a Christmas single for some money. Didn't like it. Uh, Underworld released Spiky and Dogman Go Woof. Nice. Which is, you know, both very good for charades at Christmas. Yeah, were they on uh, Dove No Bass from a Headband? Don't know. I think it might even be before that. Really? But I, yeah, I don't remember that. Here's one, though. This one got to number 18. Absolutely, it is. Yes, Daughter of Pearl Jam. That's lovely, that is. It is a really nice song, yeah. And this was, uh, I think, because they, they released Go was the first single, didn't they? Which was a bit more spiky. Yeah. And, uh, and then maybe this was the second single. It's like, oh, that's dead. Nice. Yeah, wasn't Animal the second single? Possible, I can't remember. Right, right. But it might be. But I remember when this came out and going, oh, it's actually very nice. Yeah, yeah weird. Um, so there's that one. Um I'm not going to play it uh, because, again, it's not available on Spotify. More is the shame. Hulk Hogan and Green Jelly released their version of Leader of the Gang. Well, I don't think anyone needs to hear that. Never. It's quite useful if you need to play like three degrees of Kevin Bacon or something if you want to try and get from Maynard James Keenan to Hulk Hogan. Or Gary Glitter, for that matter. Oh, <laughs> Leader oh, of the God, Gang, yeah. yeah. <laughs> quite. Um, but yes, yeah, so this one got to number 17. Blind Melon, No Rain. No Rain. Absolutely. Um, and I'm assuming at this point you would have had the Blind Mel album? I never actually had it. Oh, did you uh, not? My, 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 but it was, it was uh, someone that I hung about with had it. Right. And we listened to it a lot. Yeah. I, I, I didn't really get into this until later. Yeah. At the time when this came out, I was, I was like, oh, it's all right. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, the, the video for this song kind of annoyed me. And it wasn't yeah. until 
a few years later, that, and I mean, I love this song. I, I, I fucking love this song. It's one of you do this, these. This, days, this is yeah. a heartbreaker. Oh, okay, I love it. Right, it right, makes right. me. If, if I'm sat, if I'm driving along in my car on my own, and it catches me in a certain mood, I will probably shed a tear when I, I hear this see. song. I see. All right. Love wow. this song. I love it dearly. Okay. Cool. Fucking brilliant. Um, but I, it, it, but I didn't love it as much as it came out. Um, yeah. Very underrated band. Fucking great singer. Great songwriter. Fair play. Uh, well, that's your singles. So a big old mix. You go Cypress Hill, Blind Melon, Pearl Jam, Bjork. Yeah, I, mean, I think, I think we've very much uh, worked out where my attentions were during this period of time. Mad, during the quite, and it, they weren't on commercial dance. No, no, apparently not. But they were on Onyx. There, there we go. Yeah. I mean, that's going to be a, a, a podcast highlight, surely. <laughs> Onyx. Maybe, maybe we'll do the whole song next time. <laughs> do karaoke Onyx. Carry Onyx. Carry Onyx. Right. Okay. Uh, should we do the back end of this album? We're going to have to. Maybe man. it really, really turns a corner and gets great. I like this optimism, Dave. Let's hold on to it. <laughs> Track number nine, then. Right. There's a place for us. Let's see what he's got. What's he got? What's he got? Oh, my oh God. Jesus Christ. This sounds like a schmaltzy sub-prince ballad. Yeah. So, is this a sad slow jam by any chance? I didn't think that it could get any wimpier than we had so far, but he's surprised me. Right. Um, Seven minutes. Fuck this song. I'm just cutting to the chase with this Please, song. Please, yes. I fucking hate this yeah. on every level. The It's an utterly, utterly one note minus a little run in the middle where it kind of changes pace slightly. Right. This is seven, min, seven minutes of self-obsessed, turgid fucking bullshit that is awful on every level. Every single. This is fucking dog shit. It, it, yeah. it does, like... How Phil can look back at this and still speak favourably of it? Honestly, I mean, I can understand writing this and doing it. I can't understand looking back on it and going, "Oh, actually, this still stands up." This is dog shit. Yeah, whatever he said. You know, this is my favourite album from a songwriting and creative perspective, and it's got this on it, mate. It's light jazz. Pig shit. It's pig shit, mate. Yes, yeah. it's not even dog shit. <laughs> no, because oh, because I'd pick up a dog shit. I wouldn't pick up a pig shit. <laughs> uh, he said as well, right? He said um, in, in the interviews about the album, he said in the end I had seventeen songs. I kicked out all of those that didn't fit the mood. You had well, seventeen the- songs. You kept this one in. Yeah. Fuck me. Can you imagine? Can you imagine what the other songs sound like? Awful. Yeah, he said, as far as performance is concerned, this is more heart and soul than anything I've done before. You're listening to a different record, yeah. Phil. Yeah. I mean, That's there's, there's not, not, there's not even a is. rap in it. <laughs> More's the pity. There's a little bit of... Fucking awful, this song. Pish. Ten. Track ten. Right. We Wait and We Wonder. This was a single. Indeed. This was the third single. And you mentioned uh, you mentioned bagpipes earlier. I wish I hadn't. No. Here comes the full Edinburgh tattoo. Yeah, Dear this God. feels quite Disney, doesn't it? Oh, okay, I see. Yeah, it could be. So you think, oh, okay, maybe this is going to be a bit of a lighter subject matter then, because it's quite light in okay. tone here. What's, well, it, what's it about? It's about the troubles, generational terrorism. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what the fuck? Here he comes again, both feet in. God damn it, Phil! Heavy-footed tackle. God damn it! And again, let's point out. He 
plays all the instruments in this. He's taught himself to play bagpipes. No, this is a sample, surely. On the credits, it says Phil Collins bagpipes on this song. Cunt off. Honestly. You're joking. It says, on the Wikipedia credits, it says Phil Collins drum, keys, synth, vocals, bagpipes. I mean, fair enough then, but... Oh, but gee, find a different outlet for your boredom and your time that you've now got in your hands. But yeah, in the, in the same way, it's like, you know... Like, I imagine it takes quite a lot of skill to make that, you know, like make dishes out of that kind of fermented fish that they have in somewhere in Scandinavia. <laughs> right. <laughs> Fucking waste of time learning, though, isn't it? Yeah, true. Look, anyway, so let's move away. From, I've got three points on this Please. song, right? Yep. Number one. Yes. At least it's not about divorce. Absolutely. Two, it's not dirty and it's more listenable. Than sure, yeah, the there's stuff. a bit more upbeat uh, life to it. Yeah. Yep. Point three, awful. Just <laughs> awful. It's still awful, and it's seven minutes long. It's seven minutes long. It, again, this was the single version was six minutes. They couldn't cut any more out of it apparently for the radio. Um, oh no! Yeah, when you, you want to miss all the good bits. Well, sure. It only got to number forty-five this single, and that was an insult to everyone that it beat. The lines in this: uh, No regrets, no forgiveness, no compassion. These brave heroes only know how to hit and run. Slowly, my sadness turns to rage, and we wonder how can these scars ever heal when all's said and done. It's you know you got you got to see both sides of the story. Both sides of the story. I mean, that's it's very important that you see both sides of the story, and that is one of the least both sides of the story <laughs> things you've what ever terrorism. read in your life. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so let's um, move this shit well, along. You see, the thing is, I'm going to be honest. I don't mind this one as much, honestly. At this, because it's got something more oomph to it. Yeah. And I think that the chorus is at least got something in it. The, the seven minutes is far too long, obviously, and there's six minutes should have been cut. Mm-hmm. But this little bit of chorus, I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I mean, I think I, that's all right. As I say, it's one of the more listenable tracks. Yeah. But at, at this point, oh, I mean, it's, it's worn me down this album. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm giving it a pass yeah. at this point. Which is much. But it's, this is one of my favourites on the album because it's something different. I, I mean, I, I've never, ever felt more sympathy for a woman I've never met. No. Anyway, right, so let's do, uh, let's do the final track on the fine. show. Okay, it's called Please Come Out exactly. Tonight. And, you know, we've just had this one. Maybe he's he has turned a corner and we're going to end on another big fucking full of life banger. Come I on. reckon you're right. Oh, no, it's slow and morbid Shit. again. Oh, mate. And this one... This one is a desperate reconciliation song. Please come out tonight. Oh, this is embarrassing to listen to. This is this is embarrassing to listen to. Yeah. This is you've let yourself down, Phil. Oh God. Many times on this record, uh, and this is the final embarrassment, right? Yeah. And look, you can hear what it is. It's another one of these. Oh yeah, no, th- exactly. This is what it sounds like for the entire song. Yeah, I've got nothing else to say at this point. But it's yeah, bollocks. It, it's saying it's come with me. Uh, it's basically come with me. We'll go and reconnect. You know, we'll, there's still a spark between us let's go and find that again he's like, have you, has he not heard the other 11 fucking another 10 tracks honestly, it's done Phil he's we know it's in done. the middle of the divorce the fax has been sent and it's why are you doing this to yourself what, what do you think is going to be the outcome of this song I'll be honest with you if I was her divorce lawyer yeah. this whole album would be evidence true enough and I don't think there's a court in the land that would have been like Oh yeah, no, fair enough. Whatever, whatever you want, you could, you should have because no one should hear this. Oh yeah, this is, it's no one should be the subject of this. This is abuse, right? Look, and I'll tell you what the worst thing about this is. Right? Go on, because this is the last track on the album. Yeah, and I was listening to it on Spotify, and as soon as this track ended, yeah, Easy Lover came on. Oh, and I was like, oh yeah, and here's what it could have been. Absolutely, here's what you could, it was literally it was like the board revolving in fucking bullseye, and here's what you could have won. I had to wash my ears out with a classic Phil songs after listening. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, had yeah. to get into. 
even some of the slower, more maudlin, morbid songs that he's done, like One More Night or uh, Two Hearts or whatever, I was like, yeah, but this is a good song. I've just listened to 11 songs mm-hmm. of hogwash. Hogwash. Absolute hogwash. dreary hogwash. Hogwash is the way to put it. And I, I was annoyed. I was really annoyed because I know he can write a fucking song and he's totally refused to do it. All right. So let's, yeah. let, should we go to our Twitter? Yes. Let's see who agrees with it. Or let's see if anyone actually remembers this album for a start. Let's see what we got. DJ Mike Trail has responded, good luck with this one. Yeah. I mean, that's a very uh, fair summation he knows what we're getting us into here uh gaz jones every episode of pcl podcast has led to this moment <laughs> uh every day is top tier phil collins balladry don't know if i agree with that uh title tracks are cracker two more bagpipes more bagpipes you, i'm not sure if he's saying there are more bagpipes on this album than you should be allowed or if he's asking for more bagpipes yeah, uh, Giovanni Bien, I uh, only know the singles, but it was a, a distinct sense at the time he'd peaked commercially and this was the beginning of the journey into irrelevance. It was a relief, just YouTube delete signal and knew the lyrics of the chorus, uh, so I can't exactly claim superiority. Okay. I'm pretty sure it was Giovanni who uh, yeah, was telling yeah. us about the Belinda Carlisle, his knowledge <laughs> of Belinda right. Carlisle. I mean, uh, also, just Gaz Jones, who, who uh, was the one guy before that, he's got his own um, podcast, Gaz, yeah. uh, Track One, Side One, yeah. go and check that out. He I was, owe you an email, but I guess, sorry. Uh, absolutely. He was so excited that we were going to have to do this album. He was absolutely frothing for us to do Phil Collins again. I think he really likes us getting hurt by music. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, I, and I have been. I have absolutely. Been. Um, Bradders, 77. Yes, Bradders. Next. Yes, Bradders, big up. Um, the only thing I can say about this record with any positivity is that it's slightly better than Dancing to the Light, <laughs> a record which I hope, in that case, I never have to hear. No, it, uh, I think it got top five, I think, but it wasn't number one. Thank fuck for that. That's the last Phil Collins record we're going to have to this do. This is the last Phil Collins we, we have to actually cover. Yeah, you could say, mm? we've had our fill. Way! <laughs> Thanks, Mr. Partridge. Booyah. <laughs> uh, Dave Roddy bought this album, not for me, Christmas present for my mum. Don't remember hearing any of it on purpose. purpose. I mean, this is a classic Christmas present for your mum. Yeah. I don't really know what she likes or what to get her. This will do. It's a fairly low amount of feedback for this record, um, yeah. which I think speaks a lot. We had a lot of people sort of liking the tweet. That knowing that we were going to have to listen to a Phil Collins album again. Uh, but no, I think a lot of people were in the same boat as us. They didn't know this from the time. It wasn't on their radar, which is entirely fair because, okay, let's do a summation. I think this is fucking dreadful. I think this is one of the worst albums we've had to listen to yeah, in the I, entire I, I, thing. I think it's a terrible record. I feel bad saying it. It's a very personal, very honest record. Yeah. It's just no fucking good. No good at all. Uh, it's rubbish. It was painful to listen to. Yeah. Every time I listened to it, it got more painful to listen to. Yeah. I was disappointed with it. The fact that it's uh, an artist that I respect and have have some love for sure. made it made worse. worse. Much worse. Um, yeah, this is terrible. No. I, I'm, I'm surprised that an artist of his standard managed to put out a record without one song that was in any way anything no. more you would hope than okay. exactly. there'd be one you go oh well obviously that's the single because that's really good mm-hmm. shame about the other ones that this doesn't even have that doesn't no again we have to reiterate it's all his fault he it's played it he played fault. it all he wrote it all it's his fault the buck stops this ahead. Is, i mean shocking this is an album that is probably infinitely worse for the level of control that his previous totally. success would have given him. Totally. Shouldn't be allowed. 
No, uh, but it made a load of fucking money, so who cares? Well, for his wife, his ex-wife, yeah. Well, you'd hope so, yeah. Um, um, it, this has made it into, I'd say, definitely my top five worst albums that we've covered. Yeah, me too. Straight me away. Me too. Yeah, yeah, definitely that. Probably definitely top that. three. And I would say I would say biggest disappointment is number one, straight away. Oh, I see. Uh, uh, because I, I, cause I, think, but I wouldn't have expected, I can't think of anything that I would have, expe- I would have never expected it to be this bad. No, I was expecting it to be a bit dull. Yeah, so I, I was, was expecting, like, you know, yeah. That my my number one worst album that we've done, I think, remains probably Enigma. Fine, um, and I expected that to be bad. Oh, totally. Um, I expected uh, to hate the Right Side Fred album. Yeah, yeah, and I did. Yeah, I thought uh, this would have one or two big songs on yeah, it. Dog shit. Um, Awful. So we 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 have to pick <sighs> a song. Yeah, we yeah. have to have a song from this record. Um, and I don't think this is going to be an easy choice. Well, no. Given my druthers, this would be a zero song. Yes, absolutely. Like I, you know, even. Even something like the Eni- the Enigma track, at least like like Sadness Part One is yeah, whatever. Right, I think yeah. we, I think we just put the shortest song on that one on, but that's not even really an option with this. I think the one that we both had at least something nice to say at one point was Every Day, wasn't it? Because the chorus was all right. Yeah, every. I mean, yes, I guess. I mean, I quite like the Tolly one. I can't find my way, but it has oh, got yeah. that annoying bit in the middle. Yeah, it's not. It's not. Yeah, it's not terrible. Terrible. Uh, you, you didn't mind. Um, I didn't mind. We wait and we wander. Yeah, I mean it's not awful. Um, which is the shortest of those three? Oh God! <laughs> Let's have a look. <laughs> uh, right. So we wait and wander seven minutes. It's not going to be that. Right. Uh, what was the one I liked? We fly. So- no. Uh, Can't find my way. No, that was the one you liked. Yeah, yeah. That's five oh nine. All right. And every day is five forty three. All right, shall we do? Uh, can't find my way then. It's up to you, mate. If you uh, yeah, if, if you it. feel particularly strongly oh, about every day, Christ, no. All right, there no. we go. We'll stick that one on there because you know at least it's got a little kind of tooly bit of the style. Yeah, fine. Right, it's, fine. It's also it's a real shame that this was the last f- uh, proper number one album, nine ninety three. We're ending the season of albums on this note. Well, you mate. know, Come I mean, on. they can't all. I mean, what do we start on? With little Angels. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, 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 it's taken us quite a long time to get through 1993. It has, yeah. It um, has. For, for a year that is one of my favourite ever years for music. Yep. The albums we covered weren't a great payload, were they? No. With a couple of notable exceptions. Yeah, I mean, but... we started Little Angels. E17 was the second one, yeah. which was a lot of fun, but it yeah. wasn't good. No, the good ones were like Depeche Mode, Janet Jackson we quite liked. Mm-hmm. Mariah Carey, we quite liked. Well, you know, Nirvana, we, we, can, we can recap all this because yeah, we'll the next episode that we're going to put out, we're going to do a best of hip hop for 1993 because we think it warrants itself. And yeah, there was gonna, a lot of good hip hop. And we're going to do a best of 1993 as well that doesn't include the hip hop. So I think we, we want to have a guess for that one. So we're trying to work out if that's going to happen or not. We will also uh, be we'll be putting out feelers to see what you guys love from 93 as well. So yes. get your top fives kind of ready to go. Yeah, start, start working on that, you nerds. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, anyway, thank you for joining us through this mm. excoriating fucking Fuck soul-searching trip through Phil Collins. Um, I'm so sorry. I, I mean, we. I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I'm sorry that we started this podcast. Because <laughs> <we've had> to <laughs> listen. God damn it. Uh, you, we understand this. It's like, when you listen to an album that you really don't like, and you're like, I've got to listen to this at least five times. Yeah. And I'm busy. And, and then I've got to look at some lyrics. I might have to watch some videos. Like, oh, Jesus, man. But anyway, so look, but thank you for joining us. I hope you got something out of it. I know some people like it when we go through pain. So, yeah, uh, true. 
Uh, you perverts. Anyway, we will be back uh, as soon as we can with the best of hip hop special. Then we'll be doing a best of 90. Uh, 1993, and then we will be starting 1994. Yeah, I guess. yeah, back into the new season whenever we can get ourselves together on back that one. Back in this motherfucker. On that note, yep. Thank you for joining us. Cheers. See you next time. Be a be a be a boo. Thank you for checking out this episode of Pop Collaborate and Listen. It was produced and edited by us, for which we can only apologise. We are on Twitter at PCL Podcast. On Instagram, also at PCL Podcast, and Facebook.com slash PCL Podcast. All of these, plus links to our various Spotify playlists, etc., are on our website, which is PCLPodcast.com. Please feel free to get in contact via any of the social media or on PCL Music Podcast at gmail.com. 